Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. feel like we just chatted about what LSU needs to fix ahead of the LSU-Florida matchup, but now we will not be having that matchup until December 12th as it has been postponed. The SEC, Florida, LSU all announced the news Wednesday that the game is being postponed due to Florida's COVID-19 outbreak that had about 20-ish positive cases on the team between players and coaches. I'm Billy Embody. With me is Shay Dixon to react to the news that LSU Florida week, which was about half over and was certainly uh, as uh, entertaining uh, in, a, in a negative sense, I guess, as ever, is uh, now going to have to wait until December. Uh, Shay, uh, I guess initial reaction to this news that uh, this game will have to wait. Well, I mean, I knew right. We knew right away, right? Whenever they reported the the number of cases, uh, Florida reported five later in the day. Um, the Alligator, the Florida school newspaper, reported it was actually nineteen positive cases. Which uh, on Wednesday, Dan Mullen came out and confirmed when he was on the SEC uh, coaches teleconference, and we were on there listening. So that was kind of when the news, or when it certainly not when it first broke, but it, when it first became okay. Look, they're probably not playing. They hadn't practiced on Tuesday, weren't going to practice on Wednesday, and they had already had multiple coaches. He said two assistant coaches uh, also tested positive. So they were still ongoing, uh, undergoing daily positive test, or excuse me, daily testing. But Billy, with 19 positives, then you get into contact tracing, which is what the SEC has implemented to find out, okay, you know, you and I room together. Well, I test positive, you test negative. Well, that won't really matter for you in many of these situations, because then you're going to need to quarantine. So they said that after through all that, they didn't reveal which guys or which position groups had tested positive, but said uh, that they were down almost below 50 scholarship players is what uh, AD Scott Strickland said. Obviously, they couldn't play with that. And uh, now the game gets what rescheduled for at least for now, tentatively for December 12th, which would fall uh, right after LSU's last game of the year against Ole Miss. And then right before the SEC championship, which is December 19th. So. That's the uh, that's the latest there. And, and look, I guess um, in the wackiest of 2020s, this could play out so crazy that what would be, <laughs> this is so far fetched. What if LSU and Florida played December 12th and December 19th? What if they've got a little back to back baby going here? Maybe Florida can hold out hopes for making it to Atlanta. I'm not so sure if, uh, if LSU will be joining them. Have you uh, have you already started drinking now that uh, we don't have a game to cover yeah. this week? I'm at Superior. I'm at Superior, and I'm hammered drunk. No free and ads. I've got no free ads. A, and now I've got SEC. Now I've got LSU going to the SEC title game. Um, uh, but yeah, so tentatively <laughs> December 12th, right? Which uh, I guess the other option, Billy, people were saying, well, they could shuffle around the other open date. Uh, LSU's and Florida's didn't match, but I guess they could have kind of maneuvered it around a little bit. But uh, this does mean that the bye week stays. Uh, what November seventh, which would be the week before the Bama game, which is when it typically is. So um, there's that. That's same as it ever was. 
Yes. It, what I mean, just w- what a quick ending, too. And I'll, I'll say this. We've seen LSU and Florida go back and forth and have their tiffs and all this stuff. But uh, I guess a big credit to Scott Strickland and, and Scott Woodward for for how they handled this, because it was just feels like yesterday that we had the hurricane debacle and it was moved to Baton Rouge and obviously didn't go well for LSU. But uh, this was much more clear cut. Uh, you know, we talked this morning and we said, well, I mean, you know, if Dan Mullen said on the SEC teleconference that, you know, they're still, they tried to work around their practice schedule and they're waiting on tests and this and that, then maybe we don't hear until first thing Thursday morning. But I give the SEC a lot of credit for at least getting this right and, and uh, you know, ripping off the Band-Aid pretty quickly on this front. Yeah, the SEC and, and both schools did this one right, you know, and, and certainly Florida, who's got to make the decision and, and they go ahead and cut it off on Wednesday, which uh, is plenty of time before the game to now know that, look, you don't have to prep anymore. Um, but also, it'll be interesting to watch. This will be sort of a sub-storyline. Scott Strickland, the AD, said that guys now revealed, who did test positive, said that their symptoms began on Friday, um, running nose, had headaches, but they chalked it up, the kids, uh, to what would have been allergies, obviously, uh, is, is what he said. I would think that the kids probably just wanted to play and said, hey, look, I'm not, I'm not sick. I'm just having um, a little runny nose. And uh, But... Then they played A&M on Saturday. They get back on Sunday. And Dan Mullen says that's when the wave of guys really having flu-like symptoms and starting to test positive came. So it sounds like there was a chance they played a game on Saturday with some guys who are probably in the early stages of, uh, of showing symptoms, what it means for A&M on the other side of the ball. Uh, we'll see. Um, so far, no big news out of Colorado Station. But uh, it gives LSU, Billy, 14 days to – uh, between Missouri and the next game, South Carolina, with no Florida, uh, to clean things up. And certainly you'll think defensively and, and schematically and personnel-wise. But, boy, was there not some bigger news that came out today uh, in terms of how they've got a cleaner or why this kind of extended 14-day break might do them well, Billy. Yeah, Miles Brennan w- would have been extremely doubtful for this game against Florida. He hadn't practiced Monday, wasn't going to practice, d- didn't practice Tuesday, wasn't going to practice Wednesday. And Ed Ogeron was saying, well, hopefully he's able to go at the end of the week and, and get a little bit of practice time. And uh, not revealing what the injury is, and there's, there was a ton of rumors about it on, on Tuesday night, but uh, O said that he took a hit at the goal line against Missouri and he battled through it basically and played through it and was able to get through the game and uh, threw for 430 yards. So he, he's certainly sore and I don't know what the injury is and, and how it could uh, maybe have uh, just kind of festered or been worse than it seemed when the adrenaline was rolling. But um, it's a concern for LSU because they've got to get Max Johnson and TJ Finley ready over probably the course of this weekend and maybe in the, even into early next weekend uh, or early next week, I should say, and hope that Miles Brennan is back with this extra time off and uh, no need to push it uh, because they'll need him against South Carolina. And then, of course, uh, the week after South Carolina, even more importantly, uh, in a way, uh, Auburn. You know, they've got to go to Auburn and, and play that uh, Tigers bunch. So uh, Miles Brennan would have been really doubtful for this Florida game, and it could have been a true freshman starting in the swamp this weekend if this game had been played. Yeah, and he didn't say which one. Now, when and he did look, the injury came before halftime, right? When he was going for the goal line, he gets hit, um, and you could see he was in a little pain in the second half. But he played really well, threw the ball well. Um, I'm sure he, you know, 
probably got treated for it just then and was running on adrenaline. So it doesn't hurt as bad as it does now when uh, you're at practice and, and that's all not flowing. So um, they had held him out this week. And then, yeah, he said, and I guess where I was going with that initially, when that hit happened, the SEC network who was calling the game um, said Max Johnson was warming up on the sidelines. So at least in that moment, it might have been Max that went in. Um, I don't know what a whole week of practices would have meant between TJ and Max. We've heard good things about both guys. But, uh, yeah, they would have. It sounds like Brennan wasn't going to play this weekend. It's kind of an O is usually pretty honest about that stuff. And he's the one who came out and said it and said, yeah, look, he took a shot. He's pretty banged up right now, bruised up. And uh, as you said, pretty doubtful to have played. And that was before they actually called the game off, obviously. Um, but he did say, look, these TJ and Max all week have been 50-50. And, and now I would guess, really, right, like Orgeron said, look, there's, you know, he's probably going to come back later in the week. You know, he may be there for certainly the walkthrough on Friday. You don't have to do any of that with him, right? You now have 14 days in between games. I'd imagine that Miles Brennan ain't practicing again until the middle of next week. Yeah, I agree with you. And and that's the right thing to do with, with the way the quarterback situation is for LSU. You can't have Miles Brennan re-aggravating something or whatever the injury is, making it worse. Get him rehabbed, get him right, and get him on the field for South Carolina uh, in Tiger Stadium, hopefully on October uh, 24th. But I'll, I'll say this. This weekend is going to be important for LSU because one of the issues with having bye weeks during COVID football is guys can hang out and do their own thing and not have to be on the road or not be in a hotel room or whatever, getting ready for the game. They could, you know, head out and, and you know, hang out with other friends if they wanted to with this off time. So if I'm at Ogeron and LSU, I'm practicing Saturday, I'm practicing Friday, I'm practicing even maybe Sunday. And getting Max Johnson, TJ Finley as many reps as they can, uh, all while trying to fix all of your issues on defense as well. Yeah, I mean that's what that's what these fourteen days have to be about cleaning things up. And I think one big question for me becomes uh, what all personnel changes, which was talked about a lot. Are you still going to make? Because a lot of those were being made in practice this week, and and it's like, hey, look. Just a couple of days ago, we lost to Missouri. We're going to have to turn around and play in a few days against a much better team. We've got to make some quick changes here. Do you now go with those changes, or are you trying to get everybody that you thought would be the starter back to the spot where they need to be, and do you come out with a lot of the same personnel given? You didn't have to play Florida, and you got a two-week break, and then you play South Carolina. So I think that's something I'm watching. Obviously, a lot to get cleaned up, but the other thing becomes this. Not only are they on a 14-day break in between this game and and the next one, but starting right now, LSU is only playing two games in the next month. They have another whole week off, then they'll play South Carolina, Halloween at Auburn, then the bye week, then you get Bama November 14th uh, in Tiger Stadium, and right now it's only October 14th, so we've been blessed to see some football already. I'm glad it's here. It hasn't looked great at times, but now I'm kind of bummed that uh, we only get to watch LSU twice over the next month. And that's hopefully crossing your fingers that everything goes as planned. Yeah, uh, we went from having a lot to do this weekend, Shay, to uh, watching a lot of other teams play. It'll be Georgia-Alabama is what I'm going to be watching. That I, that game's going to be you know, one that uh, will certainly be fun to watch, I think, after uh, last weekend. We'll see if, if Georgia can move the ball as well as Ole Miss can. But anyway, I think we've gone on long enough about uh, LSU and Florida postponing. And, uh, of course, we'll be monitoring the Miles Brennan news going forward. But... 
uh, we'll close out this podcast. Shay, uh, don't don't enjoy this off weekend too much, and and we'll be uh, back at it next week, uh, uh, looking to prepare you guys for LSU South Carolina in Tiger Stadium, and and we'll see uh, where Miles Brennan's at, and we'll see where this team is at in roughly fourteen days. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to it. I wish it were this weekend. It's no bueno, and uh, but Florida messed that one up, so it's not on LSU this time. But hey. Put it in – well, we're going to need a new folder, but put it in the LSU-Florida folder. What happens on the field in these games isn't even the real story anymore. It's everything that happens uh, elsewhere, and I would guess that um, somewhere Jeremy Foley and uh, and Joe Oliva are probably hearing this news and seeing their names get brought up again because, boy, were they not in the middle of, uh, of probably the most embarrassing part of all the LSU storylines uh, with Florida over the past 10 years. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Scott Strickland, Scott Woodward, the SEC, congrats on uh, not looking like that. With that, guys, we're going to shut down this edition of the pod. I hope you guys have a great, safe weekend uh, doing whatever you're doing now that the Tigers and Gators aren't getting together on the field uh, with Florida's COVID-19 outbreaks. Until then, guys, keep it locked on Go 24-7 for the latest. Give us a rating, give us a review, and subscribe to the Go 24-7 podcast uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Until next time, guys, uh, have a good one and stay safe out there. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.